We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler. Welcome back to Reseller Water Cooler. I am your host today uh, for today's episode, unfortunately for you. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> This episode is focused on part-time reselling, and your experts in part-time reselling are me, is me, and Ashley, say hi. Hi. And the lovely Lindsay. Hey, y'all. And we're going to focus our topics today mostly on how we juggle reselling with our full-time job. Okay, so we all work a job full-time. I think we've talked about that before. So we just sell stuff online. We shop, we ship, we do everything just on nights and weekends when we get home from work or when we're not, just anytime we're not at work or working on that. So we're just going to talk about kind of how we fit it all in and hopefully you guys can relate and it will help you out a little bit. So to start with, I consider my reselling to be part-time. I do, it. it is something that I schedule into my work week. It's something that, or to my week period, including weekends. Um, but I know um, Lindsay and Ashley look at it a little differently. So Lindsay, how do you view your reselling? say it's definitely part-time. I am not as scheduled as you. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and my goals are not usually tied to like, I need to make a specific amount every month because everything I make is just extra for my family. It's not income that we count on. So I find it to be a little less stressful than if I knew I need to make this much money this month to make ends meet. So fortunately, I'm pretty lucky that I don't have to do that. Yeah, that's exactly how I am too. Like I consider this a hobby at most. I'm I only sell on one platform. I, I think me and Lindsay are pretty similar with that. Mm -hmm. Like we sell on one platform and we just kind of do the best we can do and whatever money we make is just fun money. For me it's extra money and um that's you know good enough for me. I think that's part of the struggle because for a long time I didn't consider myself a reseller even though like I'm selling things, I'm shipping things out. I would look at other people's Instagrams and be like, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing as much as they are or I don't have these giant piles of packages. So for a long time, like I didn't even consider myself a reseller at all, just based on kind of what I saw on social media. Yeah. Yes. Social media can definitely skew your opinion of yourself in a lot of ways um, and give you kind of FOMO um, mm -hmm. or FOPO, fear mm -hmm. of missing packages. Um <laughs> So when it comes for me in reselling, um, I do consider it, it like it's it's not just fun money. I actually um, I was able to pay off my car, which was really exciting, like a month ago, um, because of reselling. But I don't depend on that money to pay my bills or um, to pay my rent. It's definitely my full time job covers that. This is just to help me with other goals like maybe one day growing up and buying a house or buying more cats or things <laughs> like that yeah i like some extra things in life i like to get my nails done i like to 
have someone clean my house, stuff like that. Ooh. I like to go out to eat, um, Goals. stuff like that. So that is what I use my Poshmark money for because if it was just my money that I make at work, then I might not have all the extras that I like. I'm just trying to get out of student loan debt. The struggle is real. It's <laughs> never ending for both True my husband and that. I. It just yeah. never ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, student loan debt is definitely um, – I have seen some people on Instagram. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who've paid off their student loans using reselling. So it's definitely possible. Um, so what I wanted to ask you guys is how do you schedule um, – how do you make sure that there is time um, in the week so that you do – so that you are being consistent enough because we do know that's a key – to any platform you're on is consistency. So are you concerned about consistency or what, how do you guys handle that? Okay, so I am not worried about like daily consistency. I do share my closet every single night. Like I've shared my closet every single night for like probably three or four years. Like every mm -hmm. night at 10 o'clock, I share my closet basically no matter what. But that I can do from my phone or my computer or whatever. So that's not really a big deal. But I'm not worried about like the listing consistency because it, the way I do it, I kind of will just, I, I don't know. I go to the store, I buy the stuff, I photograph it, and then I list it. So like today, I listed like five things. I could have spread it out and do like one a day or whatever, but um, I've so tried that too. You do it immediately. Yeah. You do it immediately. And then, I'm like, okay, I pack it all up. <laughs> I don't have like, I don't have a posh room or anything. My lights, I fold them back up. I put it in the closet and then I'm like, okay, I'm done till next weekend. So for me, I source pretty much only on Sundays just because that's when the best deals are at the thrift store where I live. And then every Sunday I try to get as many pictures as possible because then I can find, you know, a few minutes here or there throughout the week to list things. Um, I have a total arbitrary number. I try to list six things a day. And then once oh. I run out of things for the week, I'm done. Um, I don't know how I pick six. There's no mathematical equation that told me to pick six, but it seems more than five. So it works out. Six things a day. That's good. I try to. I'm doing like 10 a week and then I'm good. So, <laughs> so I talked about this in the processes episode, but I do um, just to retouch on this. I do schedule one day a month like usually one weekend day a month to photograph and also because I model my clothes um, and I do all the makeup and all that stuff. So for me, I do need to schedule like, am I really getting dressed up right now or not? <laughs> so um, I schedule once a month to take all my photos and, and I do schedule in during the week when I'm going to source or how I'm going to source or if I have enough things. And I do something very similar to Lindsay. Um, I do five listings a day. I try to. I'm a little off right now. Um, I'm trying to get back on the horse. But that's that's my goal to stay consistent. And also five or six, it, it's part, as part time, it is. it feels overwhelming to do any more than that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what tips or tricks, what do you guys do to help like free up the time or to do both? Like... What do you do? I keep, do you mean like, I keep track of um, how often I share my closet on Poshmark. Um, and I usually try to come up with a number of how many shares I want a day. 
and then I'll divide it on how, how many items I have in my closet. Yeah. And then I'm obsessed with Google Keep, so I'm probably like a free walking ad for Google Keep at this point. <laughs> but um, I just, I know like, okay, I need to share my closet five times. And I do try to do it as soon as I wake up in the morning just because that's easy. It's fresh, it's easy, and I can get out there before everybody else does. And then I, I get up super early, but I start work at eight. So that's kind of like where I can't really share anymore. And then maybe if I'm bored at work, I can try to share during the day. But it's mostly, I think most people are playing at lunch um, on the app on Poshmark. And then after work is where I feel like I share the most. I've heard that tip of like sharing first thing in the morning is really effective because you get a lot of activity just because it's not as many people on. So people are actually seeing your stuff. So that's a good tip. I feel like that's something I need to do. I can barely wake up in the morning, so I don't think I could wake up and share. <laughs> like, I just couldn't find an extra 15 minutes to do that. What I don't find to be consistent in the morning or not so great in the morning and is more effective at night is following people. So if I'm running short in the morning, I want to f- share my closet. I'm not going to follow people because people aren't up, so it's not a fresh follow versus at, like, 7 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night when I'm laying in bed that's a good time to do to follow people on Poshmark. Yeah. Do you all have a goal of how many people you try to follow a day or a week or anything in particular? No, I don't. I don't. I just a lot. Um, That's a newer tip that I heard and it really works. So just following a lot of people whenever you can is kind of what I do. Yeah, definitely in the evening. Mm -hmm. See, I think that's something to mention. We're all in the Eastern time zone. So when we're sharing at 8 a.m. and a majority of people, you know, we're three hours ahead. So um, to like the app time. So it really does make a difference. You know, it definitely does. Because I I get up at like 5.30. So I know. (laughs) I don't. Not on purpose. But (laughs) I just have issues. But um, there are people in like California who are still up at 2, 2 2.30. Um, and I definitely see activity from them still too, because they're up playing in bed or something. So it's, it's a good time. Okay. So one thing that I do to kind of help juggle everything is I try to make other things in my life more simple. So, um, and I've talked to you guys about this before, but one thing I do is I do like a grocery pickup. So I do that all on my phone and then I just go pick it up and a lot of stores offer that now. And you know, that saves a ton of time. I order all like my pet stuff from Chewy.com or anything that you can order in the mail or simplify where you're not spending 30 minutes or an hour at a grocery store. You will free up a lot of time to be able to do other stuff. Yeah, that that was a tip that you actually gave me and I started doing it in my area. We have um, a pickup at the grocery store and I started doing it too. And it really does help cut down the corners of your life because if you are doing this part-time and you are trying to make money like you have to pick and choose where you spend your time and time is money and time is money (laughs) and money is time um so listing photographing that's all like things you can do from your house you can do in your pjs right but how do you determine when you need to go sourcing and how to put it into your schedule? Is it something that you commit to or is it something that it happens when it happens? 
So I usually go every Sunday, um, but life happens. Um, and so sometimes Sundays isn't possible. So sometimes I'll try to sneak off. Maybe if I have some extra time at lunch or if there's not a whole lot going on, maybe I can stop on the way home. Um, but I'm not real good about saying I'm going to source so many items a week, so many days a week. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I I don't put a number limit on it because then I feel like I will buy stuff that is not good just so I feel yeah. like okay, I need 10 things. So I will just buy whatever to get to whatever number. So I, I don't know. I work in the suburbs and I work in like a nicer part of town. So I love a couple of the stores in the area where I work. I'm really close to the mall. So if I need to go to like a buy, sell, trade shop, um, any little local place, any, any like actual Goodwill, stuff like that. I love the ones in the area around where I work. So I will usually go just after work. I don't usually go on the weekends because that's like my off time. So I'll just go after work one night a week, maybe. That's it. Yeah, I, I feel like I go willy-nilly. Like there is no set time to when I source. But I also source online too in different like I'll I'll source from Mercari to listen on Poshmark and I'll source from Poshmark to listen to Mercari. So um that just makes it easier, especially as part time. If I don't have to leave my house and it's coming to me, um I know it's a little controversial, but I will buy a thread up box. Um because if it's say again, it's kinda of like we were talking about if it saves you time and I don't have to leave the house, then it works for me. Granted, I could walk to my closest goodwill, so that's probably just me being lazy, but um it's still less time than I have to spend um outside getting inventory oh yeah and it's worth it too i know i shop like the thread up when they have the 99 cent sale like yeah maybe twice a year or something like that it coming to your door makes a huge difference and i feel like i don't know we didn't say this but we all work like the traditional like first shift yeah you know nine to five or eight to five something like that and I feel like if you work maybe like two to 10 or some sort of second shift, that would really be a good tip. That would be really beneficial is shopping online for stuff. And you definitely can. There's so many deals out there. I think some of my best stuff I get from some of my friends, because I cannot think of a friend who doesn't have some sort of side hustle who's trying to make extra money, whether it's Tupperware, beauty counter, makeup products, whatever it is. And if Poshmark or reselling is not their thing, sometimes they're just like, I'd rather give you this stuff than take it to Goodwill myself. And so even if it's just going through the things to see what matches with what I like to sell and then donating the rest for them, that's been a really helpful way because it takes me no time and it's no money. Yeah, I, I do that too. Sometimes my friends, they kind of know I sell it. So some of them are cool with it. Some of them are not. I don't know. But my family, they're just, they'll give me whatever. They don't care. <laughs> so that is a really good tip. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna ask because um, I think everybody knows by now that my mom is a major factor in my reselling. She does all my shipping. She inventories everything. I mean, I'm I'm 30 years old, but my mom still gets stains out of my clothes. So obviously, she's getting stains out of my reselling inventory. <laughs> um, so I'm lucky that way um, that she helps me, and I have like a partner in this. So, do you guys? utilize I mean you're saying you get your inventory from friends but like are there other ways that family and friends influence what you do absolutely so my husband he travels a lot for work but when he's home he is my shipping department 
Um, and he probably wraps things up nicer than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lot more intentional about folding things perfectly. And he also looks everything over before he ships things, um, which I am not good at. So one time I was actually at a conference um, in Virginia. And he, he sent me a text. He said, did you realize that you sold somebody shit pants? And I was like, excuse me, is that a typo? And he's like, no, someone clearly took a in these and someone has bought them. And he goes, I can't get this out. And I'm not comfortable in cleaning someone else's out of these pants. So fortunately, he looked those over because that would have been a really horrible, like, case opened. And then, like, the description was like, someone pooped in these pants and I'd like to return them. (laughs) So fortunately, he looked those over else I would have totally shipped those without even thinking. That is hilarious. See, I think that's good to have a second, like, eye on stuff. My boyfriend helps me pretty regularly. I'm not, like, with the photographing or the listing. He doesn't really like that part. But he'll share my closet for me if I ask him to. And he likes to use the Dymo, so he'll print some stuff off. Or um, he packaged up a cell today. So, you know, he he will help. Um, Go, Andy. I don't know how, like, consistent, but, you know, it works. Any little bit is good for me. All right, so... Recently, I actually found myself getting burnt out on reselling. I was kind of just not, didn't want to list, didn't want to photograph, didn't want to go to a thrift store, didn't want to do any of it. Like, none of the stuff that I found fun was fun. And um, recently, I went to the bins, and then I went to a regular Goodwill the next day, and it kind of just, Lindsay's shaking her head. I survived the bins. It was really not that bad. I, I, I like it. They're smelly. They're constantly on the verge of some sort of fight at mine. People are constantly shoving things for things that I would pay money to take away from me. Um, I don't know why your girls don't smell. The ones in Dayton have this overwhelming stench of just old, mildewy clothes. <laughs> like, it hits you when you walk in the front door to the point you're like, I don't think I can do this. See, I, I really think it didn't smell, but that's I'm all I want to say. immune to stuff like that because... Seriously, when I walk into Goodwill now, I don't smell anything. <laughs> like, I am used to it. I'm like, okay, this is just a normal store. Like, I <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't judge things like that anymore. I'm I kind of on. agree. Sometimes when you bring it home, you notice, like, oh, yeah. this I have a smell to it, and I have to deal with it. But when I'm in the store, I don't notice it. And, yeah, and my bins adventure was pretty i mean there were people there but there was not a lot of people there. i think i hit it on the right day it was like a beautiful spring day like it was kind of warm outside i think nobody wanted to be inside and i'm like that's when i'm gonna go it's gonna go because i have social anxiety i guess so i will just stick to that kind of schedule but where i was going with this whole wonderful story <laughs> was um that i kind of had just had to jump back into it and it kind of made it fun again and i wasn't dread I was excited about what I found it wasn't like oh, I really have to list this like thing it was like there were things that I was excited about so what do you guys do to stay motivated to keep it fun because it, it, it's a hobby right like even though we're saying part-time it is it ends up being a hobby so how do you keep it from staying to no how do you keep it fun so I think I was kind of in a similar place recently where I just I didn't want to share my closet at 
took too long. I just had stuff that I was so tired of seeing that every time reminded me, why did you buy this? So I took um, seven giant bins to close Mentor, and they bought close to 200 items. Oh, that's um, right. So I got all of my money back that I put in, plus more. Um, and it also just made it so the things that were left in my closet were things that I actually enjoyed and kind of wanted to go with this curated look of how I wanted my closet to look. And just wasn't stuff that literally I've had for like two, three years at this point. And so that just made it a lot less stressful. Um, it helped me reorganize everything because I had to physically go through and lay hands on everything because sometimes the receipts tell you the brand, sometimes they don't. And so it also made me realize that I hadn't tracked some things or that some things were damaged that I didn't see the first time. So it was actually really nice and helped me focus a little bit more on what I have so it wasn't as stressful when I actually needed to sit down and share. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good tip is that it's almost like a little, I don't know, like investment, like a little savings account or something and that you can liquidate it basically Mm -hmm. at any time. And I think that's a really good tip. So like last year, I did a birthday sale and where I marked down a bunch of stuff and I got rid of a lot of things that way. So I I don't know. I think that's a really good tip. But also like just back to the main point, me doing it just so part-time, so so much like a hobby. If I get burnt out, I just take a couple days off. I just don't really worry about it, you know? And I think that's important for everybody to do is just if you need to take a step back, if you feel yourself like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten to this, but do you ever get to a point where you kind of, somebody buys something and you're like, oh, like, I don't want to ship it. Mm -hmm. And that is just like the worst. That's where I know I'm like, okay, if you don't want to ship it, like, girl, you don't need to be selling. You don't need to be sharing. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you ever get to that point. I think that's like, for me, that's like when I know that I need to take a little break here. No, that was a really good point. Cause I think that what you just said, I was I have to learn forgiveness and to forgive myself and not to put such insane pressure to be selling at a certain level. Would I like to? Sure, eventually. Um, But it's a life lesson. Forgive yourself when you're not able to accomplish something and, you know, take a break. But um, I think that's the beauty of part-time reselling and using it as a hobby is that if it's fun money, then it's fun money. And it wasn't something that you're expecting and counting on to do eat i mean right but it's nice that like if you want to set a goal for yourself if that helps you hold yourself accountable that you want to raise a certain amount or you want to sell so many items that that can help too if you're one of the people who needs to track things or cross them off or set a goal for yourself to be able to do it even if it's just i want to go get a manicure and a pedicure to set aside that money for that for a little self-care, I think that's a good thing to kind of keep yourself motivated to if you need a prize or something as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's good, like, I don't know, for me, it's like, oh, I know I'm going on a trip soon, like, even for a posh fest or whatever, any kind of summer vacation. It's like, I'd like to have $100 cash to take, you know, something like that. Yeah. And that's when, like, talking about earlier that your clothes is, you know, you could take that to a store really quick. You could, you know, do whatever you need to do, have a yard sell something and just get whatever money out of it and then there's you some fun money or anything like that i i just think that's really good for for part-time you just do Mm -hmm. what you can and make it work yeah and don't feel bad when you don't do it don't punish yourself or beat yourself up over it just let it go and move on to the next day don't beat yourself up that's the key um and 
when I was at the bins the other day, um, there was a guy there who he resells, but he doesn't resell online. He looks for very specific items and he actually goes around the city and um, sells them to different stores. So there's so many options in this reselling game. It's yeah. not just limited to eBay. It's not just limited to Poshmark or whatever. I mean, those are the, and Amazon, like those are the big, big giants of this game, but there's so many ways that you can, you're not stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I feel like everybody at the bins has a story, but there's a lot of people at the the ones that I go to that are flea market people that mm-hmm. are local. They just sell it to people they know. They sell it in their front yard or something, you know. There's so many different ways to do it, and you don't just have to sell it online. You know, there's a million, there's a million options. So... My final question for this evening, actually, is what are your eventual goals with reselling and how are you working to achieve them, Ashley? I don't know. money. Yeah, I don't have any major big time goals. So when I first started on Poshmark, maybe a year or two, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, quitting my job. I (laughs) am selling on Poshmark. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I was like fired up. This is what I want to do. This is it. I don't care if it's repetitive. I don't care if it is hard and unstable, anything like that. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. But I feel like, especially probably the past year or so, I'm like, I, I don't know. I need a little bit more stability. All I have to do at work is show up and I get paid. Like, you know, <laughs> show up, do what I, you know, whatever I'm expected. My job is not stressful at all. And, um, you know, it uh, the job that I have allows me to do Poshmark and allows me to do all this fun stuff. So right now, I'm in like, I just want to maintain what I'm doing now. I'm perfectly happy with that. I don't know. It sounds bad to be like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do, but that's kind of where I'm at. So yes, honesty. Yeah. What about you, Jen? What's your goal? Um, in my dream world, um, I work for myself, but it's not just reselling. I think um, there's like a lot of different things I'd like to have my hands in. And I think that it wasn't something I thought was possible until reselling. Um, and I and I like that it kind of opened up a lot of different doors in terms of creativity. I mean, look, we're doing this podcast, like a lot of different things that is opening um, up doors for me. And so ideally what I like to be a full-time self-employed person yeah and would I like reselling to be a large chunk of that absolutely am I anywhere near it that's a no (laughs) so I think for me like I am the opposite of Ashley I have an extremely stressful job I mean I literally deal with life and death every day um and talk to a lot of um I work in higher education I talk to a lot of parents who are concerned about their children and suicide ideation and everything that comes with that and so on bad days I'm like absolutely I'm ready to leave this and do reselling full-time but I don't think I live in an area where there's enough nice things that I could get that would be able to provide me with the same lifestyle that I have for my full-time job Mm um I mean ideally I'd like to open my own consignment store but that's a hard business too So I think probably just doing this as a side gig, um, hopefully pay off our student loans and then start saving for some bigger financial goals down the road. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's all part of it. I honestly did not know 
that people could make full-time money from home really before besides, you right. know, maybe like a trade, doing a trade like haircutting and or something like that, or, you know, just having a home business like a lawyer or something in their home. I don't know. I just don't didn't know that just like a regular person could could make money full-time before I got into all the Poshmark stuff, but I mean, it's totally possible. And I, I don't know. I think that goals are important. Maybe I just need to be looking for something. I don't know. Well, well, no. And I think it comes back to kind of what Lindsay was saying, looking at people on Instagram and feeling like they're, you know, you're left out because you're not on that level. If that's not the goal that you're going for and reselling is not like the thing that fulfills you and makes you happy. Like, no, that's definitely not. Yeah. You don't have to go do that. Like, I mean, I'm kind of jealous you go on vacations. I never go anywhere. And you're like, so, so maybe I need to fix my goals. But um, I, I think I think that's the kind of the beauty of it is that you can gauge it and make it produce whatever you want it to do for you yeah. in the end. I think Rachel, Sam, and Julie are really good examples of people who had completely different careers, full-time jobs, and completely switched um, into reselling full-time. Yeah. They're a lot braver than me. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could ever do that. <laughs> Jumping into the unknown the way that they did and embraced it, I just don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. I hope that they make an episode talking all about full-time stuff because I think that will be really inspiring yeah. and really interesting to a lot of people too. And also, I thought of another good question. So with your jobs full-time, are you able to do anything with Poshmark during the hours that you're at work? Are you on your phone? Are you doing stuff? I know you shared a little bit, like you share at work, Jen, but like, what can you do when you're at work? Um, do you want I, to say? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, if you find this episode, don't fire me. Um, I love my job. I love it. Um, no, I do like my job though, for real. But anyway, um, I, I get an hour lunch. And I always make sure I take it. And I, that's where I feel like I do the majority of following people. Or if I have a moment, sometimes I deal with faculty members. And sometimes I really need a moment after dealing with some of them. <laughs> I love you guys too. Um, and so I'll just sit there and I'll follow people or, you know, just share a couple items. Because, again, I kind of have like that, like a goal that I'm trying to hit in terms of sharing. So I will just, you know, pull my phone out only for like a couple minutes. Nothing too long because that would be super obvious yeah. um <laughs> but yeah that's kind of that's kind of how i sneak it in during the day but it's not anything consistent yeah i think about the job that i had before the job i have now so i used to work at a grocery store and it was very fast-paced and really i don't know i i couldn't have my phone very often so i think kind of think about that now now i sit at a desk and my phone's you know right there in front of me so i don't know my job sometimes gives me time to where I'm able to do a lot of what I need to do at work. And, you know, as long as I'm still doing what I need to do, it's not a problem. Yeah. I don't have to like hide it or anything. I don't, I don't really know <laughs> how to explain it. Cause I'm not like sitting there on my phone all the time, but yeah, I think if I had a different job, it would be a lot harder for me to do it, but the job I have now really helps. So that really works out. One of the things that I do every day at lunch is anyone who's liked an item within the last 24 hours, I send them an offer. And so I find that I catch people who are in maybe in California in the beginning of their day. And then for people who are on East Coast time, they may see it in the afternoon or at their lunch or when they're commuting home. And so I usually find pretty good luck in getting people to accept offers that I send out 
at my lunchtime. So that's part of like my routine. It takes maybe five minutes at the most. Um, and I usually get some pretty good traffic. I usually get one or two sales from it every day. That, really? Yeah, I mm-hmm. need to try that. That's a good tip. Because that's something that I definitely cut out in, in terms of like, I have to prioritize what's important, right? So for me, it's like sharing, following. But I cut out offers to like yours because I just, for me, it just wasn't working. I don't think I'm catching them at the right time maybe or maybe my deals aren't good. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't, another area I cut corners in, which I know is like such a no-no in this world is I don't do my research. I don't. Sometimes I just willing, like, I was going to say willy-nilly again. Please don't judge me, people. <laughs> but like, I just kind of, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is what I think it's worth and I go for it. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 that's, if I have to cut a corner, it's offered to likers. I don't even see who likes the item. I don't know if that's what you do, Ashley. No, I'm a big offers to likers. Really? A lot of my sales come from that. So I hate the shipping discount, but I've gone, like I will, you know, I edit next list. Anytime I get a like, I edit next list it and put it to the top. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to like get that item some more exposure. I don't know. That's just like, a thing that I do, I always do that. And then I've I've done the thing where I go and I add it into their bundle and I send them an offer because it doesn't force you to do a shipping discount that way. So I've done that. And then I've done the, sh- the offers to likers. And the other way is just like a lot more clicks, a lot more work. And I don't know, they're about the same. So I usually get a lot of sales from offers to likers. So you definitely need to start doing it. I tr- I'm telling you, I tried. There was one time I did everything for $10. I got like zero hits. And I was like, I'm failing. <laughs> <laughs> I do it right when I get the light. So I don't wait and try to do them at, at lunchtime every day. But I'm totally open to trying that as well. Yeah, I think I might try that too. What time do you take lunch, Lindsay? Usually around noon. I take lunch at one. Actually, precisely Maybe I at earlier. Noon. If I don't eat lunch at noon, I get really angry and no one wants to be around me. So, God love my secretary. About 11.45, she starts announcing it's almost lunchtime. I think that's to prep me that I need to go eat lunch or go home to eat lunch just so I'm fit to be around for the rest of the day. (laughs) So, 12 to 1 o'clock, the best time to shop preppy pineapple. That's right. You get all true. And I'm eating my sandwich. So, we're all happy. So, a final tip to all the part-time reselling hobbyists hobbyists out there. What would you give them? What kind of advice would you give, Lindsay? Um, don't beat yourself up if you don't meet your goals or you don't share your closet six times in one day or you don't have 30 fun packages sitting outside for your postman perfectly styled and a lovely stack with a small child holding them. <laughs> it's all okay. You do you. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And just remember this is a hobby. And if it becomes not enjoyable, take a break. It's completely okay to do that. I think that's great advice. That's kind of what I will add. I will just say like, do what you can, you know, do your best. I think that's important in every package, in every listing, everything. Do your best and then you'll never question it. That's something I try to do. But also just, you know, do what you can. Do what feels comfortable, what feels right to you. Like if you're busy, if you're stressed, then, you know, those clothes can just sit in the bag for another day. And I think that's fine. So I think I'm going to be a little 
stricter with my advice and I'm going to say schedule your life, schedule your life because I'm an awful scheduler. So I feel like I'm really fit to give that kind of advice to be like, if you want things to be easier, schedule it out, like make, make the tiny room for it because, um, I don't know. I, I, I like to know like, okay, um, I do have time to go to dinner tonight or I do have time to, I live in a building with a pool, so that's important to me. I want to swim every night if I can, you know, if I can. Yeah. So um, that's why I say schedule it out so that it's still fun and you still feel like you're able to be a part and achieve these, you know, these reselling hashtag goals. <laughs> yes. Hashtag reselling goals. I don't know. Yeah. There's you're something just making there. up your own hashtags. I make new ones up hashtag every time I try to put something general. on Instagram. Hashtag. <laughs> Jen for life. (laughs) So what is your next trending one? (laughs) Yeah. What is your goal? Is it 30 minutes a day? Is it an hour a day? Is it different every day? Oh, you mean like what, like schedule? Yeah, what is, what is your Poshmark? What is your schedule? Oh, so like in terms of like, I like make sure there's a day on the calendar each month. I start at the beginning of the month. Like that's my photograph day. And then, um, like, this is what I'm going to list. And, and, you know, and usually the day after or that week is when I'm editing my photos. So it's kind of like, um, all right, well, you know that everybody's going to be gone on Friday in your office. So you can sit there and edit photos if you want to, you know, that's kind of like the way I schedule because, or like, oh, I, I, sorry, I watch Vanderpump Rules, which will be over by the time this airs, but, um, on Monday nights. So that's like, okay, I'm going to edit my photos while I watch this garbage, you know? So it's like something intellectual is being accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's say that like on next Saturday is your yeah. photographing day. Yeah. But then I'm like, Hey Jen, let's go out to eat. Let's go have fun. Are you like, no, we can't. Or do you just reschedule your thing? Um, I like wish, I, I wish I, I wish I had a fun life like that, that things happen that way. So I don't know. It's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I'm a loser. <laughs> so you're pretty strict to it. I guess. <laughs> By <laughs> default. I don't know. Somebody try me. Somebody try to give me a plan. <laughs> Please. That's hilarious. <laughs> Way to call me out. All right. Well, that's been enough today. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our part-time reselling reseller water cooler podcast, which was a mouthful. Um, we drop our episodes every Wednesday. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. And then every week we also publish um a blog with the post and it includes a link there so you can listen as well at resellerwatercooler.com and you can follow us at resellerwatercooler on Instagram to see what's going on with us um, and you can send us an email oh yeah we have an email address but I don't check it so it won't be me responding so it's resellerwatercooler at gmail.com it is a monitored account it's a monitored one, account. one of us will check it and we'll they, don't by let, Jen. they don't let Jen touch things because they know they know better <laughs> I just assume Rachel will do it because she's so on top of everything. <laughs> Somebody tag Rachel's on top of it. <laughs> Somebody will look at it and respond to you. So if you have any questions there, I would say Instagram DMs would probably be a good place to ask questions or give us feedback. Something. Somebody will check it. So feel free to reach out to us. We are available. And that concludes the sloppiest episode hosted by <laughs> Jen. <laughs> we'll try to control it next time. All right.
Bye. Bye. Now go sell some stuff.